with training camps full underway, but with every NFL team now, um, we thought we would uh, take a look a little bit about how different people, players, coaches, administrators view training camp. Everybody's looking at different things, and there's different involvements for each. So we're going to get into looking at how players, coaches, executives view and approach training camp. That's the topic on today's Landry Football Podcast on the LandryFootball.com network. A reminder, you can get more information, detail, analysis, information on the world of college football, NFL, at LandryFootball.com. And you can do it by taking advantage of our football season sale. Uh, limited time only, but our football season sale, we've rolled back the prices to get you involved. Uh, if it involves players, teams, coaches, schemes on the college or NFL level, we bring you a coaching, scouting, and front office perspective on the game of college football and the NFL all year long. In season, out of season, scouting season, the business season of football, in season with the game breakdowns. We got it all for you at LandryFootball.com. Try it out for a month. Try it out for six months. Or take advantage of the best deal that we've got going. The football season sale at LandryFootball.com. So administrators, coaches, players view training camp differently. For executives and administrators, camp's a mixed blessing. You have your team on the field. You can begin intense training and evaluation period, which is extremely important. On the other hand, you lose a lot of sleep over the injuries that deal with. I can tell you that from a general manager, personnel director viewpoint, uh, dealing with injuries are the biggest issue. It's the worst nightmare, and it's not, well, if it's going to happen. I hope we don't have any injuries. No, no, no. You're going to have injuries. It's how you deal with it and who gets them. Um, Jalen Ramsey of the Dolphins, uh, a guy that they put a whole lot into, a whole lot of money and a whole lot of hope into making a jump in the AFC East with a very competitive AFC East. You've got the Jets with Aaron Rodgers and a very good defense. You've got the Bills that are obviously very good. And the Dolphins are trying to make a move, and they lose Jalen Ramsey. Serious knee injury in a one-on-one drill. He's going to miss a significant portion of the regular season. Um, You can replace the roster spot, but you can't replace the player. There's nothing that the Dolphins can do to go get another Jalen Ramsey. That's done. That's over. Injuries are a part of the game, but the loss of a player in preseason is disheartening to everyone. This is why um, coaches preach publicly and in team meetings next man up. They know they're going to have a difficult time replacing the talent of a top player, but they don't want any players focusing on the loss for more than a brief period. You have a season to play no matter what. So you hear coaches echo the old mantra, treat the wounded and keep on marching. The personnel department, we have a ready list at every position. And you stay in contact with many players and their agents who are on the street, so to speak. So we will talk about this. We, we, in conversations with agents, you mentioned and ask about, hey, how about old uh, John over there? Is he, what's he doing? Hey, Stanley, look, he's very high on our number one, very high on our <coughs> ready list. But make sure the guy's ready to go. You also, and we do this a lot, is even when we don't have a spot, 
and I learned this from Bill Belichick. You bring guys in that are on your ready list for a visit. You bring them in and you put them through a workout and you give him some information. Maybe not the whole playbook, but you go over concepts. You go over the role of the player at his given position on your team. You want to get a feel for how adept he is at quickly picking it up. But you also want to give him a way to prepare so that you say, look, let me tell you what our situation is. We don't have a spot now, but we have an injury. You're the first guy on our list. So here's what we'd like you to do. We want you to learn these concepts. And we're going to have somebody in our organization get in contact with you to see how quickly you can get up to speed on this and get prepared so that if we have an injury, when we have an injury, we'll call you. And if you're not up to speed, then we're going to move with someone else because we're going to also bring other people that are very high on our list. And the guy that's best prepared to come in and help us right away in week five when we have an injury, that's who we're going to go with. So you kind of basically get them prepared before you have to sign them because you can't sign them. You don't have a spot, no injuries yet, but you do that. And it's really important. So in essence, you are preparing to sign a guy before you actually are in a position to sign. Um, You got to have them on chart notice. You got to have them ready to go because on Sunday night, when you have an injury during the game, you have your list of not only your ready list, because let's say you're on the road. Uh, you will you have somebody in your organization that's kind of your travel coordinator that's on call. And so it's Sunday, and you're at a road game. And you, you've got your list, your contact information. You lose a guy, the prognosis is not good. You learn from your doctors and your trainers, this guy's going to be out for a while you immediately on that Sunday have your travel coordinator contact the eight. First of all, you call the agent and you say, we're going to sign them. This is that. Boom. Let's get it done. Electronically, you can get the, the deal done, but obviously it's not official to um, until you get a physical. You you make have the travel coordinator make the arrangement on Sunday night so that on Monday morning, if possible, that player is in your facility. Put them through a physical, and you sign them by Monday. So by Monday afternoon, he's learning with your position coach. Hopefully ahead of the game from the preparation that he's done with your pre-meetings with them. So that's kind of how it works. For the coaches, both the head coach and the assistant, training camp is a seven-day, 100-hour-a-week marathon. Much of the time management of training camp has already been scripted by the head coaching coordinators. They have planned every minute of every day in camp. Uh, nothing short of a, a national national disaster. Um, you know, whether something that, that was going to change it. Most clubs and coaches prefer to stage camp at their facilities rather than a distant college or preparation school. In, in this electronic age, all your infrastructure is available and are fixable with no loss of time. Each team has an indoor facility, so as to not miss a minute of practice, precious time due to inclement weather. 
from a strategic point of view, the first three weeks of camp are a repeat of what were installed during the OTAs. The difference in camp, it can't contain some full contact that you don't have in OTAs. Every rep is competitive. Every rep is film. Every rep is evaluated. Um, you're either learning or competing. And every minute of your day, you're being evaluated. Every drilling camp is designed to rehearse and repeat individual and team techniques, plays, strategies. That's what football practice is. Today's players are reminded uh, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. I always say practice makes permanent. That's why you have to have perfect practice. Because if you're practicing the wrong things, if you're using the wrong technique, all you're doing is ingraining bad habits. Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes permanent. Perfect practice makes perfect. Practice rules. Different head coaches have different approaches to camp. The league office and the NFLPA um, via the CBA circumscribe greatly what teams can and cannot do in camp. There's a few things I'd like to mention. There's a lot to cover, but I'm, I'm not going to cover them all. Teams can only practice with pads and contact once per day and no more than three days uh, in pads in a row. There are no more legendary two-a-days. You hear about, hey, when does two-a-day start? That there, There's no two-a-day practice anymore. That has been legislated for some time out of the pro game, and certainly the college game has followed suit. Only one practice per day can be at full speed. The others must be what we call a thud or a jog through temple. This is defined as Pro Bowl temple. And that's kind of how it's done in a Pro Bowl. That sentence was written by somebody who probably never witnessed a Pro Bowl practice, which is literally a walkthrough. But, you know, it's more than what you do in, in Pro Bowl. Uh, <clears throat> in the second practice, no helmets are worn. Uh, teams can't be on the field for more than two hours in the first practice, except for stretching and warm-ups, and for no more than 90 minutes in the second. Certain drills, such as the bull in the ring and the Oklahoma drill, have been long prohibited. Both are decidedly old school in nature and result in head-to-head -head contact. These drills are more about building physical toughness than skill and have little value. As far back in the 1980s, a lot of teams did away with them. Um, look, if you're not at, at the NFL level and even at the major college level, if you're not physically tough enough to play on Saturdays or Sundays, you should have long made that determination. If you got to have an Oklahoma drill to get them tough, then you got the wrong guys on your team. So tempo, intensity, and meeting length are controlled by the head coach. Some coaches require high effort and intensity in every single drill. Others go to reduce tempo from time to time. There's, there's more ways to do it, uh, not just one way. The object of the CBA rules is to limit contact and in, in the wear and tear on players. Football people generally don't care for these rules, coupled with three rather than four preseason games. It's harder to protect, prepare teams for the regular season. With the reduced hitting in practice, you got to get your team ready. Well, then having more games to maybe make up for the lack of practice, you like to have those four games. Not only to get your team ready for the guys that are going to make the team, but to give you more evaluation time to determine who's going to make your roster, particularly in the bottom end. Now, fans of the media don't like preseason games. Players don't like preseason games. So you move on, and that's why, if you want to know why the first 
quarter of the NFL regular season is sloppier, missed tackles, missed assignments. That's why you don't have the enough quality preparation and training time. From a player's perspective, players view training camp very differently than executive and coaches. In reality, it depends on where players stand on the depth chart. Their perspective is going to vary according to that. Returning starters or veteran free agent starters are relatively secure. Depending on the head coach's approach, this group will probably go through fewer practice reps and limit reps and fewer preseason games. These players consist of about 40% of the 53-man rosters. Backups, veterans, and newcomers are fighting for jobs, um, NFL livelihood. They have no choice but to go all out all the time. They can't afford an injury that would cause them to miss time. It's not uncommon for these type of players to conceal injuries to try to play through them. This group is fighting for preseason game snaps. That third group is rookies. The first and second round choices are usually safe, but all others, at least on clubs that I've been on, were on a prove-it basis. Most rookies are overwhelmed by the NFL. They struggle to adapt. So uh, knowing this, coaches don't count on them to play at a winning level, despite what um, you know the, the you, you hear from others. Most clubs expect first and second rounders to be contributors as backups. Everyone else comes with low expectations. And the coaches, while expecting and demanding maximum effort, understand that rookies need time to develop. Playing time for backups and rookies in preseason games usually limited. Um, there are three games rather than four, as I mentioned. These starters must get enough reps to be ready for the long season for backups and rookies. Every play in every camp practice is crucial. A lower round or undrafted free agent rookie who shines in preseason practice earns preseason game reps. If he continues to play well in games, he'll become a sleeper who's played his way into an NFL job. Um, you have a number of those guys. So it's hopefully that gives you an idea what coaches go through, what executives goes through, what players go through. Everybody views it differently. Uh, obviously, there are other folks involved with more and more practices and getaway. It's probably not a whole lot different for video guys and trainers, although you got more players. So for trainers, you have additional people that you add to your staff, usually a medical facility. You have basically extra trainers during training camp that assist you because you got more players. You need more people that can pay bankles and um, make ice bags and, you know, help players with their recovery. So uh, that's basically in a nutshell, in a very quick version of what goes on in training camp through the eyes of different people, players, coaches, administrators. So a reminder again, you can get more detailed breakdowns of the game of football over at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of the football season sale. It's the best deal that we've got going. Um, it'll get you 12 months. Folks, it's less than $10 a month if you try it out for a month. It's cheaper than that if you try it out for six months. If you take advantage of the football season sale, it's over 50% off. So take advantage of that opportunity today. It's the best deal that we have gone. The football season sale at LandryFootball.com. Also subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network for free on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Always great to be with you. Talk to you next time, everyone.